So, Brian, what are we going to watch today? We are watching one of the worst movies of 2019. Thus far? Thus far. And that would be? Dark Phoenix. Oh, God. Grab your popcorn. Welcome to Grab Your Popcorn. I am your host, Brian Kroc. Along with me is David Kalisa. Oh, hello there. And uh, we we decided to, to torture ourselves <laughs> with this piece of crap again. This is our uh, third time's a charm film for tearing a movie apart. Yeah. The first one in line was the Point Break remake. Oh, God. The second one was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yup. And now we go to the worst-reviewed X-Men film in the franchise. Yeah. Dark Phoenix. So it, the X-Men franchise has always been a weird one because, you know, it kind of... It did a lot to kick off, like, the superhero genre oh, absolutely. Like, for, for the modern market. But... It's been real hit and miss. Yeah. I mean, I think the the flip-flop between directors and writers and just directions of film and everything have not done well for it, unfortunately. Absolutely. And it was just, it's one of these things where you have all these different characters. I mean, it's a massive team of people. There's no real introduction. You can't do individual movies for each one of them at the time. So they're just like, okay, here's the team of people. And, And like the first one, really good. Second one... You know, I really enjoyed the up. second one. I think like, I, I think I might have actually enjoyed the second one just a little bit more than the first one. Third one was a complete and total waste. Oh of, God, of yes. time. Yeah, they, they and then flopped. then they started doing things like X Men Origins, which was really really bad. <laughs> and uh, then, but then they had a bunch of Wolverine spinoffs, culminating in the masterpiece that was, uh, you know, Logan. Yes, like. You get a lot of good stuff in there, but then at the same time, you get a bunch of these really, really bad ones. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it's just been flip flopping, you know, ever since two thousand one when the first one came out, and uh, you know, yeah. you, you of course have your staple and your foundation of the of the films, which are Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. You know, just two top notch powerhouse, you know, characters, just totally, you know, plowing through these movies and carrying them all the way. Yeah, and but then they they did the reboots. With like X Men First Class, which First Class I really enjoyed. First Class was fine. I, I I enjoyed. It was an interesting take on the on the story. It was, and I'm also big fans of both McAvoy and Fassbender. I'm uh, I'm still super annoyed that they killed Darwin the way that they did because they literally killed the one mutant who can't be killed in the like the <laughs> the Marvel universe. Supposedly, there's a lot of those, so maybe he'll make a comeback. No, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like he's one of the most like OP characters. Like as far as surviving goes, and, uh, and, and they just kill him in like the the quickest way, and and he's the black guy in the group, and so it's like yeah, they just kill the black dude first, yeah. like because why not? Be, you know, because reasons. Yes. So they they start they come back with first class, then they've got uh you know the second first class movie, <laughs> and uh and then there's like uh crap, I don't even remember they all also, of them. Um, there's also Days of Future Past, there, which yeah. actually integrates. Both, both sets of, the, of, yes. of uh, characters from both movies. Just a little bit, though, because then it mainly turns into a Wolverine film, in a sense. Yes. 
And they sprinkle in characters throughout to make it interesting because they already have Wolverine films. And then after that, you get the other piece of crap, which (laughs) is uh, Apocalypse, which could have been amazing. Oh, it should have been amazing. It should have been. I mean, Apocalypse is like one of the greatest villains in the X-Men universe. Yes. And they made Apocalypse into basically the the bad guy from the Power Rangers movie. Ivan Ooze. (laughs) Ivan Ooze. And, And it was just absolutely horrible. But at the very end of there... Jean all of a sudden, you know, gets like her her super confidence or whatever and releases this weird, amazing power that she has deep inside of her that looks like a fiery bird as she attacks Apocalypse and takes him out. Yes. But which is funny considering <laughs> that in the next movie The Dark Phoenix they established that she doesn't get that power until much, much later on. Right. Well, after Apocalypse, after everything that's happened, and and now we are just kind of like, what the hell was that? It's like, hey, she had Phoenix powers in that movie, but now she doesn't have them, and now she gets them from the Phoenix Force, which is flying in space for reasons. For reasons. So, so, and then this, you know, comes to the point of the biggest problem with the entire X Men universe is the time skipping with the timeline. Yeah, jumping around from year to year, you never know where you're at with any of them. Yeah, the only time you have a good sense of anything of, you know, sequential timeline is the first three X Men movies. Yes. After that, it's it, hopscotch. Yeah, all over the place. You never like you kind of get like, you know, with Wolverine. It's it's a little strange, you know, because he's sort of a central figure throughout all of it. And and plus, you know but, that he had just has a long past because of his regenerative power. So it yes. makes sense almost for, for him to kind of skip around because he's been around for so long. Yes. The rest of the X-Men, on the other hand, done. Not so much. So the only the only shining example of this though that like it really works with the time stuff is of course Deadpool 2. So, you know, that's <laughs> But the, the, that exists sort of outside of this realm, no matter how much you know you want to try and fit it in. For for somebody that breaks the fourth and eighth walls in the films, yes. and you know in his own comic series goes around and literally kills everyone, literally the writers of his own comic book. Yes, you know he, he has no rules. He is the he, the exception to the rule per se. Exactly. So this leads us to Dark Phoenix, which is the basically the end of the 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 franchise for this primary storyline. Yes. Because the, now Disney owns like right. all that crap. A lot of money has exchanged hands, a lot of a lot of things have exchanged ownership. Yes. So now hopefully with decent writers who've been doing this for 10 plus years and have a good steady track record of actual box office, yeah. you know, standouts, we will maybe now finally get the X-Men movies that we deserve. I'm really hoping so. And in fact, I want to talk about that just a little bit when we get to the end here. That's fine. Because like, I I think that the future X-Men stuff should be like really, really good, but you know, it's, it's kind of has to be done in the right way. Correct. But the wrong way is Dark Phoenix. (laughs) Yes, the wrong way is most definitely Dark Phoenix. So here's the funny thing about this. This is one of those movies that get get ripped, ripped, that gets ripped apart by people here in my office, like the other nerds that I sit here with. And uh, and one of them, Matt, who's who's one of our, our younger kids around here, mm-hmm. 
actually got up and walked out of this movie. No way. Which you know for me is like a big like no no because I paid money to see this thing. Uh, well, and yeah, and you know, movie tickets these days, especially depending on what kind of theater you're seeing it in, yes. and you know what size screen you're seeing it on. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a little bit of investment to go see a movie these days. Exactly. It's like I'm, I, and not to mention, once I start a story, I want to finish this crap out. But uh, he walked out of it, and so it cracked me up when when I found that out because I was just like, "All right," he's like, "That just goes to show you how bad this actually parts, is." Parts me wish I would have known that before we started this because I would have gladly loved to have him in here to talk about he it. He totally wanted to be in here <laughs> for it, but he, he he had already planned to like go out and meet some people for lunch and stuff like that, so he was unable to. Well, but I'll tell you he what. has expressed interest in coming in uh, possibly next week and discussing whatever movie that we that's fine. We're doing. Well, you know what his his goal then, whenever we get this episode up, is to put up his whole opinion and everything in, in our episode description yes exactly so where do you want to start here because i, Let, I feel like we i gotta can't really do this our normal way because it just sucks too bad to do it that way it doesn't I deserve talk, our i want to talk about like that i want to talk about certain really really stupid things okay that's okay. fine i mean the, i, I but feel the like this first is one be, like you said we we're going to tear this movie apart this is not a review this movie no. has not earned a review it's more uh, a bashing, if you will. Yes, <laughs> but I am going to talk about certain plot points, at least at least for uh, the the first part here. Go for Mainly it. Mainly the very very beginning. Yes, they're like, hey, there's some astronauts that are stuck up in space, like because of some kind of accident. They don't know what's going on. They're all in a space shuttle. Blah 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 blah. And they're like, bat phone to freaking Charles. <laughs> Can you help? It's like, yeah. and he's just like, yeah, I think I think we can yeah. totally do that. Let me throw up the. X-Men signal. It's like, X-Jet, let's go. And he's like, hey, can the X-Jet go to space? And and Beast is like, no, it can't. Like, we haven't, we done, I can't get that to do that just yet. This is, and then Charles Xavier's just like, yes, yeah, do it anyway. Don't care. Yeah, this, and then it's like, forget the fact that you've got like a super powerful, you know, telekinetic, like on the team, like who could, you know, actually like lower the gravity for the entire plane. And then you could possibly forget all that crap, whatever. Fine, not that big a deal. Forget the fact that you've got Storm, which is like, you know, a super high-level mutant that could literally, like, create a vacuum that, like, would just take you up into space, you know? <laughs> Forget all that crap. We don't need any of that. So they're going to, they shoot off up into space, and they're just, like, magically, like, oh, okay, there's the... There's the you know the space shuttle. Yeah, they got they got there right right on time. They got and there right where it needed to be. It's just spinning out of control. Well, and you know they they they're not in any proper suiting or anything like they're that. They're in their X Men gear, which is like <laughs> the leather sort of stuff, right? Uh, and and this is when I I like I was like okay all right they're gonna go rescue the things, and this this is where I was. I, I knew that it was just completely downhill, and Cyclops. that is Cyclops. <laughs> I knew it. I shoots, knew it. Shoots the the <laughs> the space shuttle to stop it from spinning. Now, okay, he doesn't just like stick his head out a window or something, you know, because you know they, they they could probably have done that. Like, you know, I'm I'm completely joking. They couldn't obviously do that because it's space and there's like a vacuum and stuff, and it would have killed him instantly. Practically, no, 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 no. He goes down into this thing where he's got a like this weird. Like it's a cycloptic telescopic. Yeah, tele it, it's like a torpedo gun shooter specifically designed for Cyclops to, to like stick his eyes and into it, it and like and, shoot it out. And it reminds you of 60s Batman because no matter what, yeah. what kind of situation Batman is, in, oh, I have a gadget on my belt that's specifically for this reason that we are just having to be in in this episode. It's like Cyclops, use the Cyclopsinator. <laughs> 
<laughs> he goes down, he shoots the thing. Never mind shooting a concussive blast at a spinning vehicle <laughs> in space. In space. Because, you know, it's not like you it know, would just start spinning the other way. It's not like you would push the object further away or <laughs> no. anything. Hey, forget physics. Yeah. It's like, and then, then, this is the, the freaking funniest part. Okay. So Nightcrawler, like, <laughs> teleports over there, right? For, forget the fact that there's a, the ship is completely, like, vacuum right now like goes over there and like the astronauts in there completely awake completely fine they look like they're they're almost annoyed at the fact that somebody has showed up to to help them the dude's just like turns around he's just like what like basically because he's like trying to fix everything himself so then like you know he teleports people over there they go they rescue the astronauts they go back blah 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 but but here's here's the thing that just irks me so much. More right? than the cyclopsic tool yeah. on this ship. And that is so for for Nightcrawler and Jean Grey, they go over there to try and like, you know, basically rescue the ship, right? They they try to rescue the last person that was left out of the yeah. group. Yeah. So uh they duct tape a helmet yeah. to Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, <quick. laughs> and then after they've duct taped a helmet to Nightcrawler, mind you, he's not wearing a suit. Nothing is sealed. It's it's literally they just duct taped a helmet to him. He jumps over there, which would have, you know, vacuum would have sucked all the air out anyway. Would have killed him. Teleports Gene over there. Gene has zero protection <laughs> over no duct tape, no, no duct helmet, tape. nothing. And starts trying to like pull all this crap together. Leads to a bunch of other crap, blah, 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 blah. Phoenix Force is there, goes inside Gene, and they come back, and it's basically just like, oh, Gene's fine. Just check her out. Everybody's fine. Everybody's cool. We rescued everybody. Everything's fine. No weird magic energy space force, uh, you know, just inhabiting this this person now. It's like, yeah, it don't matter. Everyone's fine because of reasons. Yes. And then it just, this leads to a bunch of other crap right but that first scene oh oh completely oh, forgot about one of the dumber dumber so parts. excited oh one man of the, one of the dumber parts <laughs> of the entire bit so just dumber stop, than a duct taped spaceship so, helmet to stop the air from leaking out of the ship storm <laughs> creates ice on the hull of the ship yeah Duh. To stop the air from coming out and to like help keep it together and stuff. Yeah. In space. In space. Where there's no water. No, 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 but she controls the weather, man. No she's, weather she's, in she's, space. She, she pulled it out of Earth's atmosphere on the way up. She had it stored, okay? And she just creates <laughs> she, ice yeah. on the outside of to keep the air in. You don't remember Storm had a little backpack to hold her little, weather elements in. She's got a she, backpack full of weather. Yeah, backpack full of weather elements and she, you know, for reserve. So why doesn't she space. have some weird fancy cannon that she can shoot stuff out of? Because she just uses her hands. It's easier. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so this is how I knew that this movie was just one of the most horrible things that I I was going to watch. It wasn't the duct tape, it was the ice. It, the, the, the ice, the duct tape, the, the complete disregard for physics and science and, and like all that kind of stuff. But I still kept watching. This also, like, just that's so stupid. 
One of the other things that I really, really thought was funny, though, is that after doing my little research for for this episode, I go through the goofs and stuff mm-hmm. in the IMDb page. I can only imagine how long that page is. It's actually not that long. There's only like 10 listed then, in the goofs. Then America, because, because America bad, is failing bad writing, more. Because bad writing doesn't count as a goof. Oh, God, no. No, so, no, no. That is totally... I think me and you should just go on a complete rant and, and submit like 30 <laughs> things apiece for this film. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that they say, though, because there's this whole there's this whole bit before that, though, in the very, very beginning where Gene's in a car with their parents and blah, 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 blah. And the song that is on the radio is Werewolves of London, uh, which didn't come out until 1978, and that scene took place in 1975. This is regarded as a goof, but in the IMDb listing, it said this is generally uh, not regarded as a goof, right? Because I'm not joking. Somebody actually went through and, and like wrote an explanation as to why this song appeared three years earlier in, in this movie. And the explanation was? Time skipping. Because of the time skipping and the messing with the timelines, it made... Uh, crap. What's the guy's name? I forgot who who did Werewolves Only. It made that guy write the song several years earlier because because I'm not joking because they were in one of the previous X Men movies. They were Beast was running around like in in Paris and and London and all that, and so therefore the dude would have seen no Beast way, and then he would have wrote Werewolves of London because he saw Beast. Not joking. Somebody legitimately wrote this as an explanation for this goof. Mind you... We need to get him on the show. Here is one of the other things, and it's all in the first bit of the movie. That's what's so horrible. So Jean Grey is a very young child in the car doing all this crap. Her parents are you know, doing their thing, blah, 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 blah. Jean does, like, loses control of her powers. Mom turns around. Bing, bang, boom. Everybody yeah, apparently in the car dies except for Jean, right? Because right. Jean protects herself with yeah. her powers. Wait, anybody remember the uh, actual storyline for Jean Grey mm. in any of the other movies? I'll play dumb and I'll just say no. No, I don't. Okay, so here's the deal. Jean never killed her parents. No. Jean never had any kind of real problem. In fact, it was her parents that specifically went to Charles and like were like, I don't know what to do with this girl. She's like making stuff fly around the room and she's reading minds and she's like super powerful and she's like about to rip the house apart every time she has a nightmare. Like, can you do something? And he's just like, yeah, sure. And he does a little mind thing to her, you know, and then like she doesn't have her telepathy and like he diminishes her, her uh, telekinesis. And then a couple years later, he comes back and he recruits her for the X-Men. That's the storyline. This is standard across the comic books. And this this movie was just like... Nah. nah, fuck it. We're just gonna write our own thing. She kills her parents because that's more interesting. Yeah, in a, I mean, the car crash was really neat. I will give it that. It was a cool scene. Yeah, I know it's pretty standard in today's thing, but it was still a cool scene. But it's also something that never happened to the character of Jean Grey. It is not a driving force for her. No, 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 no. no. Death of parents is not one of them. Either way, let's skip ahead into the plot. Right Go for it. This is when later on she finds out. That Charles had been lying to her this entire time. Yep. And her dad wasn't actually dead. <gasps> and no. he was living somewhere in like I don't Still know. Still in the same house. 
freaking Ohio or some crap like that. I yeah, don't know. wherever she grew up, because she remembered the house. It looked like goes. New Orleans, though. I don't know, like I don't know. It had that look to it, like it was. It was weirdly oh. enough like a suburb of Ohio, New Orleans. Ohio, New Orleans. It's all the same. Yeah, I don't know. Midwest America. There you that's go. What, it's like that's where he's supposed to be. Goes and finds him. Leads to this whole big deal about like her being pissed off at them. The X Men go to confront her. She's ripping the neighborhood apart. Blah 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 blah. She gets pissed off and throws Mystique. Into something. Into something. And then you find out that Mystique has been stabbed through the chest by spiky wooden stuff. I assume debris from debris all the destruction. Debris from all the destruction. And then that's where she dies. It would have been amazing and probably a fitting end for a character had it not been given away in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> this movie failed before it even got out into theaters. Because... Everybody knew that she was basically dying. Right. And it's like, okay, not to mention, I thought it was a waste of a character anyway. I mean, I've always liked Mystique as a character itself. I just have never liked Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Yeah, because it's Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique and not Mystique. There you go. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, Mystique is supposed to be like the super awesome, like spy mutant lady, like who, who you know, could actually fight Wolverine in combat. Not, I'm going to run around and deal with teenage problems, you know, while simultaneously be and, worried about the fact that I'm blue. And being X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so, yeah, that whole, that whole tidbit right there, the fact that they completely distorted the characters, the fact that they were just, like, completely disregard science, and, and also the fact that they, like, gave away major, like, spoilers in the freaking trailer... This completely just botched this storyline for me. Yes. But. But. There is more. No way. Aliens. Uh, what aliens? So, there's no aliens in the X-Men universe. Yeah, although there's plenty of aliens in the <laughs> X-Men universe, but. No, not aliens. Yes. Well, I mean, Xenomorphs. I mean, that, <laughs> that would have been a complete. Actually, I'm pretty sure there is an X-Men versus Xenomorph. Uh, man. Did you imagine? Cool. Like, because if the xenomorphs take on the genetic properties of the thing that they inhabit, that they insert eggs into, that literally means that they could create xenomorphs with genetic mutation powers. And we've ultimately just created a way better movie than Dark Phoenix will ever be. God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Either way. Side tangent. That's so, what happens. So these aliens, minds. these aliens show up because their entire planet got destroyed by the Phoenix Force. And they're just like, holy cow, nobody was able to control this, but now she can. Blah, 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 blah. Let's use her to steal the Force for ourselves and then become super powerful. Now, my bit about this whole alien force, whoever they were, whatever race they were in this universe, whatnot, the thing that I absolutely hated the most, and I hate when any movie does this, they only show a half a second of their little power or whatever they do to somebody. Like you don't actually see what they do to the people that allows them to like take them over or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're known as the Dabari. Dabari. Yes. Of which apparently the Dabari race in the comic books were a group of like half plant, like, you know, half kind of human looking things. Which is why they kind of look like inbred Groot's. Yeah, so okay. uh, they're they're very strange looking, um, but they also have guns that can turn people to stone. Interesting. Didn't bring that into the film at all either. No, no, no. So they made them look like random sort of weird looking aliens and, Tree uh, aliens. and then gave them uh, like uh, telekinetic <clears throat> powers. Now, and then uh, enter in one of the other main characters, like what is supposed to be the main villain of the film, Jessica Chastain. 
which is uh, she plays the character Vuk. Vuk. Now, uh, I just recently saw her in It Chapter Two. She yes. plays the older version of Beverly. Solid actress. Solid actress, and like she was phenomenal in that film. I, she, I mean, she was excellent to to watch, and uh, you know, her scenes were some of the most um, just intimidating in that film. And she absolutely sucked in this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't really think I can hold it against her because more than likely that's just, you know, directors trying to, you know, get their sort of vision onto film. And the actors and actresses are just trying to do their best to make this piece of shit for them. Yep. And uh, so, you know, I, for her being the main antagonist of the film, she sucked. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll touch on it later on. So I'm sure it's another one of your main plot points that you want to hit. But um, you want to talk about anticlimactic for an ending with a with the main villain of the film. This takes a cake for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it just uh, you don't really even see a lot of what she can do. And the only reason that she can do what she can is because she has some of the Dark Phoenix power later on. Mm-hmm. But um, it's short lived and it's not really, you know, well directed or shown on the film. And it's just like, why are you here? They could have easily not had her and it would have all really worked out the same. Yeah. You know, because I can only assume that more than likely one of the other aliens could have absorbed or whatever. Yeah. And I just think that that kind of sucks for a great actress such as her who had another, you know, just had a big blockbuster come out last month. And it's like, thank God it did because, you know, that redeemed what paycheck she probably did not get from this film. So anyway, that that's my main conflict of interest with, uh, you know, the aliens and as well as uh, who they you know, chose to make the leader of them and whatnot. Yeah. I just, you know, such a failure on so many levels. Yep. So fast forward again, because, you know, basically now the aliens have tracked her down using their tracking abilities and reasons. Yeah. And uh, they take her into a little hotel room and basically show her what she has inside of her and blah, blah, blah. Sounds kinky. It, you know, it, it could have been. It probably would have worked out better for the film in the box office. But, you know, once again, shitty writing. And uh, at this point, um, Magneto has entered the film. Because reasons. Because reasons. And uh, and Beast has turned on Professor X because that has happened so many times in any of the other storylines. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they're just making Professor X out to be the supervillain who just controls people. And it's like, how could you miss the mark so highly? Yeah. On such the, you know, pivotal main, you know, force that is created and keeps the X-Men together. And you're just creating them out to be a piece of shit for reasons. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, the other jab, and I know that this has kind of become, you know, uh, a little side bit in the MCU movies. And I... I understand why they're doing, and I get the drive behind it. It's all fine and great. I just think that it's a little too over the top with how they deliver it. So obviously, in Endgame, they had their big woman Avenger scene of it, and that's for the mm-hmm. feminist movement that Brie Larson so, you know, strongly you know portrays and you know is an activist for and everything. And now I feel Jennifer Lawrence has hopped on the bandwagon. And I don't know if whether it was written in there on purpose or if that was like her jab for it. But, you know, when she in the beginning after the whole space mission, you know, she makes a jab at, you know, oh, female X-Men are, you know, are always saving the male ones. So it should be X-Women. 
Yeah. Because, yeah, that makes complete sense. That's just, that's not how it was written. That's not how it was created. And, yeah. Yeah. It was just a really crap line to put in for. It was. Just because they could, I guess. And because, like I said, it was so revered and awesome and, you know, endgame that they're like, oh, we'll do that too. And epically failed. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. Now, you know, Magneto's there and Beast has turned on. And now Beast has teamed up with Magneto. Yeah. To go kill Jean Grey. Because why not? Because, yeah, she killed Raven. Mystique, yeah. And Beast loved Raven. And so did Magneto. And they're going to share a depression boner over yeah. her. <laughs> well, I want to I just wanted to jump back in here for one second for uh, for the whole Magneto bit, because like Jean goes to him. Right. And uh, and and goes to Genosha. Right. Which is like apparently a crappy looking place that he's really trying to build. They're still you, building it up. You, you got to get a bunch of like super powered mutants like and he 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 can manipulate metal and mag- he could literally build whatever he wanted. He could have like like he could pull out metal from the earth and build roads and crap. And it's just like, God, no, like it's just it was so stupid. Not to mention, here's the weirder thing about all this crap. OK, everybody knows who Magneto is. The American government knows who Magneto is. And they know what he did before. They know he was one of the four horsemen on, you know, for Apocalypse. They know that he's done all of this other crap. They know that it's like all this. They know how stupid powerful he is. And so the government's just like, uh, we'll give you a land and allow you to basically raise an army of mutants if you want to. No big deal. They would have killed him the second they got. <laughs> and also, I just love the fact that even, I mean, they say they were there for Jean Grey, but, you know, given... Magneto's history and his hate for the human race. I don't think I would have shown up in metal helicopters. Yeah, that was the other funny thing. Somebody, somebody, uh, one of the comedians who who ripped this apart actually said this movie is really mean to helicopters. Yeah, because every single one of them gets like destroyed at yeah. the movie. I mean, it, it's cool for the special effects. I guess, but also the, the one thing I loved is that the guy was like, "Is like if you have two superpowered mutants and they're fighting over your helicopter and you're sitting there as the pilot inside of said helicopter, it's probably a good idea to jump." Yeah, yeah, not stay in it and try to control it. Like, no, I'm just gonna stay in here now. It's like while well, these two superpowered mutants fight over how, my thing, I'm gonna see how it works out. Yeah, it'll be all right. So, like. This this all kind of like culminates though in in a, a a train heist scene with a bunch of aliens and a bunch of mutants like who are like fighting them and you know basically having different levels of success you know and and all of these these people are getting hurt and injured and stuff like that and it's just one stupid thing after another. Now the only cool thing about this scene before you rip it apart, Magneto had some very excellent awesome kills. Yes, in this scene because of and, being, you know and just Nightcrawler using, did some cool stuff too, but I did not like Nightcrawler at all in this film. No, 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 period. he's horrible. He the actor is horrible. I did not the, like his accent for. I did not like his build. I Nightcrawler was not fucking six one. He he was not super tall. No, you know, and lengthy or whatever like that. The whole, you know he shortened stature. I mean, like X Men Two got it damn near close. The thing I just didn't like about X Men Two once again was his accent. I. Just such a still big fan of the cartoon and everything it's got, like that. It's, you got to have you know like the the solid like German accent. Yeah. That's just what it is. Not 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 forced, not made up, not yes. what they think a German accent is. Yes. So anyway, yeah, no, this is probably by far the worst version of Nightcrawler that I've seen in any 
variation and whatnot. So yeah. any scene with him that would have X Men Two's Nightcrawler though that that the, the scene, opening scene so freaking good. I know, and it's just like oh my god, like I never knew how awesome this character was. Now fast forward to <laughs> this Nightcrawler, nowhere near as cool. No, 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 no. And like I said, I, just this whole build and like the the personality of him, the actor that played him, I just was not sold on Nightcrawler in any in any scene that he was in. And the other thing that pissed me off about this film, and I don't know why people are not utilizing him enough and giving him like more screen time. Evan Peters as um uh the I forget his Russian name, but he's essentially he's, you know, Quicksilver or whatever. Yeah. Peter you know, Maximoff. Yeah. It, any scene with him, because especially his scene in Apocalypse running through the mansion when not are like those are just hilarious and like extremely well done, and I I don't understand why he is not utilized when he's such a big name now. Yes, you know, especially you know, obviously because of American Horror Story, but he he has the least amount of screen time. Yeah, out of all well, the there, heroes. there's one very simple reason for that. Oh, please indulge. He's too powerful. Well, That's- obviously not because Phoenix totally just like you know ripped him apart in the scene you know he was using the little doors as a stepping stones and she goes eh, i'll just move that out of the way and you're gonna fall and fly hundreds of feet into it you know a yeah yard. so that that is like the other scene that he's actually in there's like a bunch of other stuff though where he could have easily like just annihilated practically everything there and that's what i'm saying like any movie that they've put him in so far they've ge- they've given him oh, like like a full-on running scene or whatever like that and like they've become very very popular and are like one of the few redeeming factors for these crap films, and they did not put one in this movie. Yeah, even though they had him, yeah. he was definitely in there, and he he had lines and everything. But no, yeah, they because, they didn't utilize him very well because reasons. And uh, so yeah, it's just one of those things where you know another missed opportunity essentially. Yes. Yes. So, you know, so now we, you know, we are now at the end scene because the rest of the movie is just, it, it can't be explained because it's garbage. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter anyway. You know, it's like whose line is it anyway in, in here. And uh, so now, you know, we have, you know, you're on this train scene, everybody's fighting one another. And uh, uh, Vuk is slowly making his slash her way. I don't know what he is as it's- an alien. It's way through the train slowly, you know, car by car as people are fighting and, and you know he's disabling mutants as, as he comes across them, and of course finds Dark Phoenix in her own little car and everything where P- Professor X and Cyclops are. And um, Phoenix, you know, is talking to Professor X in his mind and everything. They're having a little kumbaya moment of redemption and everything. And she realizes how wrong she was for doing everything that she did, and uh, wakes up miraculously and just out of nowhere so i guess she could have this whole time but decided it's, not to it's so bad <laughs> like i i am i am honestly at the point now where i i don't even want to continue like talking about this plot <laughs> i just want to say this that they ex- they had extensive reshoots to even film the conclusion because they had filmed something completely different where there were a few characters. It was a lot more intimate and it was also supposed to happen in space and like it's supposed to be like all this stuff. Right. And so they tested it in front of audiences and the audiences didn't like it because they wanted that final, you know, big team scene and all that crap. So that's when they introduced like the, 
the whole train stuff and like all the heisty things and the okay. gene like basically sacrificing yourself to save everybody, blah, 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 blah. Which is crap because it's like, okay, in this day and age, you have a plethora of sources to go do your research. You also have a plethora of ways to do your research, i.e. tablets, your smartphone, your desktop. Your yeah, they laptop, literally whatever. could have wikipedia so, And, you know, so you could easily looked up or even YouTubed the ending of, of X-Men The Last Stand and seen how Jean Grey once again sacrificed herself and whatnot and obviously how crap that was and how much it was hated. Mm-hmm. No, we'll be able to do it better. We'll we'll make it work this time, and so you have Jean Grey flying to space. Well, that was the other thing that I could not get over. They made Jean Grey fly like Superman. Yup, she just had these takeoffs and landings like she's you know su- Superman, Supergirl, whatever, super crap, and uh, it just that that's not how she moved around or did anything in any of the other stories or ways of doing things. Yeah, and so she grabs a hold of Vuk again and. Flies into space because she sees that she's hurting Cyclops, just like she hurt Cyclops in the Last Stand, where she killed him. Where she killed him, but he's alive in this one. Yay! And goes into space and absorbs Vuk and knows that she cannot go back to Earth, so she implodes into a supernova phoenix thing, and everyone is so happy and sad and saved and. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Where was the final villain fight? Where was it? Uh, oh, non-existent in this film. Yeah, it doesn't really happen, does no, it? No, no. You have the whole train scene where everybody's doing their little fights against all the other little aliens. But your main antagonist, your main villain in a superhero movie has no on-screen actual big fight whatsoever. Yep. All he cares about is trying to absorb the Phoenix power to create his new homeworld for his species. Even even better than that, it's literally aliens coming to Earth so they can they can wipe out humanity and build their home again on Earth. Because <laughs> I've never heard that one before. No. No. So you have the ultimate just cake holder of anticlimactic fight scenes because it's non-existent um you have everyone kind of wondering what the hell happened still yep. you have a- another version of Jean gray sacrificing herself for no reason even though that's not exactly what happens in other ways of storytelling yeah and now we get to the epically horrible ending of the film uh professor x retires from xavier academy Yep. The school is fucking renamed. <laughs> what and it, it, Beast, obviously, and obviously, Beast is become the headmaster of the school. Obviously, they're going to rename the school. You know, after one of the founding members of of everything, the one who guided them was the real heart of the entire school. They're going to name it after Raven, right? It's Raven School of Gifted Youngsters, right? No, isn't it? No, it's what? not. Sorry, what do they do? No, it's Jean Grey's school. What? Yeah. You mean the one who like basically tried to like destroy everything, and then who maybe like sacrificed herself at the end, like all that? Like they're going to name it after her? They because did. Why not? Sorry. So stupid. 
So stupid. And not to mention, why would they ever change the name anyway? Why don't they just They made it? Professor X retire. And it's not like a freaking law firm where it's like if somebody leaves, they've got to change the name yeah, of the law it's firm. <laughs> it's like now it's, it's not the, it's not it's, Xavier and Lyncher. You know? <laughs> Xavier, Lyncher, and uh and Gray. <laughs> and it's like you're kidding me. I like I, I couldn't believe that I was actually seeing that on the screen. They yeah, so bad. They renamed the whole school and they had Professor X retire. Retire. So yes. This this movie is absolutely horrendous. And and I encourage you all to not watch it. <laughs> but here's the best part about all of this crap. They had an amazing cast. They had a star studded cast. And it was it was actually pretty well acted for the most part. Yeah. By all of these these great, great actors. And it just goes to show, it doesn't matter how many good actors you have. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's one of the best acted movies of all time. If you have one of the worst scripts and you're worst, gonna have a crappy movie. Yeah, worst scripts and also obviously, you know, just worst ways of directing a story. Exactly. Like for, for, you know, direction of choice to go with said storyline. Yes. So, yeah, it, it is It is. Um, it is definitely not any of the actors' fault. They can only do whatever they can, you know, in front of the camera for the director and whatnot. But, you know, it's ultimately in the hands of the creative team for it. And obviously the creativity was lacking slash completely not there. Yes. I don't even want to really go into the actors. We've talked about some of these people before on different episodes and stuff. Yeah. Like basically, you know who these people are and this movie sucks just that bad. I mean, the only thing that I'll touch on is I want to I want to name my one favorite one or like good one go out ahead. of it. Yeah, do that. And one. my and the one that just completely just lacked. So my my favorite and like still upcoming actor who has just done fantastic things is Nicholas Holt. Yeah, uh, the, he does a good know, job. He plays the guy who plays Beast, because um, he did a phenomenal job as one of the main villains in uh, the Mad Max uh, reboot with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. He was just fantastic, and he has another um, what I feel is just completely under the radar masterpiece, uh, Warm Bodies. Yeah, another uh, good one. Uh, great, just zombie flick, but not your standard kind of way of storytelling for it. Yeah, and he just embodied um, probably my favorite author of all time, Tolkien. Who, Tolkien. And I just actually, I got to catch a few tidbits of it. I'm looking forward to rewatching it fully in its entirety. It's a good one. Because it, it looks really, really good. So anyway, I, I really hope that he still continues to get uh, nice big parts when that Because uh, for a young actor. Oh, yeah. Nicholas uh, Holt's going nowhere. He's he's going no, he, or I'm hoping he's going somewhere. I don't want him to go nowhere. No, no, no. I mean, but, like, uh, I'm not saying he, I'm saying he's, he's not, not going, going away. away. Grad, okay. And uh, I'm also hoping that Hollywood picks up on all these you know fan wants and needs uh, because I still want my Batman Beyond movie, and he's going to play the best Terry McGinnis ever. Oh, you think? Oh, I because he's got think about it, he's got he's already got the like build and stature that Terry does as for like dark hair, slim young and whatnot and i know that he can do action films so i'm not worried about choreography or portraying that he also is very good on delivery and dialogue all right so if he was your favorite who was your worst uh that would be the actress who played gene gray even though sophie turner sophie turner even though she's obviously very revered as uh you know sansa stark from game of thrones and uh and everything like that and is obviously a big powerhouse in hollywood right now i feel that she did not deliver the complexity, but also just kind of like the the warm heartedness that Jean Grey has, you know, in like you know the comics, but as well as like uh, 
you know, from the animated series. Yeah. She just, you know, she was just kind of monotone with her character, especially for everything going on. And the only time that she showed it was, you know, during her rage moments. And that doesn't really take yeah. a terribly great amount of skill to do. All right. I'm going to pick uh, James McAvoy. Okay. Because yeah, that's... it's he's he's an amazing actor. <laughs> my, and he's always been one of my favorites. Yep. Francesca, I, I, I will, agree with you on that. I will that. pretty much watch anything that he's in. Because it doesn't matter how bad he actually, or how bad the movie might be, he's good in it. Exactly. And I've been a fan of his since freaking Band of Brothers, and he was barely in that. Yep, Band of Brothers. But he was also in there with Michael Fassbender, which cracked me up even more. And then who's Uh, your bad one? uh, Bad one, I got to go with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I think she phoned it in. Yeah, I mean, it's just... She she is like one of the... Her acting in this one is not great. I don't think I have found a film that I've seen her in that I'm just like, wow, she did really good in that. I've seen a couple. She was good in that like silver linings playbook and, uh, see, but I just, I liked Bradley. And she, Cooper. And she was good in passengers. I liked, I, I liked Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro too much. I felt like the, you know, you know, mm-hmm. for silver linings, I just like, you know, when compared to them and like what they brought to it, I'm just like, yeah, eh, you were okay in it. And like, yeah. and like maybe if it was other people, like she made it like, Shined a little bit more, but that's just my opinion. Agreed. It is. I get so, that. Perfect. So I, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. I, I agree though. That was another, you know. A lot of the other people part. did did really, really well though, like as far as their characters go. I think the the guy who plays uh Cyclops, that kid, I think that he's gonna he's he's gonna do pretty well going I, forward, but I don't think he's gonna get a, like a lot of major roles anymore. Yeah. He was but my, I don't know. He I don't was, know. I, he was my toss up for the film. I you know, Cyclops is always a hit or miss character yeah. for me. And you know I've never like actually fully liked them, so I and, don't. And that's teenage Cyclops. That's not leader Cyclops. That's true. Cyclops is always supposed to be the leader of the X Men, and he, and like every single time they show him, they they never showcase that whatsoever. True. So we have a good, we have a bad. All right. I don't even want to touch on the director because I don't care what no, else he's done because he's some he's crap. Some dude. That's not the point. That's not what I want to get to. I'm I'm tired of of talking about these people, and I'm tired of talking about that. <laughs> I want to know where this ranks. I don't want to know where this ranks in, in, in accordance with our top 10 lists of, of like our point, uh, point list. Point list, right? Okay. I want to know where this compares to the other bad movies we've reviewed. Ooh. So. Since we've done three of them. Okay. In, in so what now, order are you ranking them? Wow. Oh, my God. Well, you could have prepared me for that. A little heads up, you know, pre- Pre-show time would have been great for this. Sorry, so putting me on here, the spot. Here, I will go ahead and and I will rank this for okay. for this. Okay. In third place, I will put Dark Phoenix, and for very very simple reason, it wasn't necessarily a remake. It had some decent acting. So three three is like the best of the worst. Okay. Okay. Got it. So it, the, the the two. I already know what your number one is. It's got to be the remake of uh, Point Break. Of Point Break because it's just. There's nothing redeemable about that movie. Nope. None whatsoever. And then, of course, the worst one being Last Jedi. Yeah, because of, you know, Planet Breaker. Yes. Galaxy Breaker, however you worded it. I can't remember, but... you It was <laughs> the universe-breaking uh, uh, attack on the Star Destroyers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Holdo Maneuver. The, <laughs> um, the, uh, the only... Oh, man. It's basically, so like, basically, do you think that Dark Phoenix is worse than the remake of Point Break? Uh, oh. So actually, I do. So actually, my list is actually inverted from yours. So Star Wars is actually, even though we all agree and make good points about it, 
The only reason Star Wars is three for me is because until I discussed it with you and like realized and whatnot, I didn't really fully take all that in. And so, and I just, I, I generally enjoy Star Wars and I, you know, am like, you know, Hey, I, th- I think I can always like Star Wars more than X-Men to begin with. Mm. So that'll be three. And then, and then honestly for me, it's, it's, you know, X-Men is now tied point break. Nice. There, there is no one or two. They are equally bad in their equally own right. Equally bad. They are equally bad in their own right because point break, there is absolutely nothing that we can relate to or redeem or talk good about. This has the same concept of all that, and it's also, in effect, a little bit worse. If it if it takes number one, it's only because, you know, just a few little slight hairy points. Mm. And mainly because X-Men has been around so much longer and has had more Since movies. Since 2000. Yeah, it's it's had more movies than Point Break. Point Break has only had Point Break, so they've had more experience and they have more reference points as for why it shouldn't have sucked so bad. Yeah, they had a lot more backing to be like, hey, all this sucked in the other movies. We should not do that in ours. But really, they just took everything that was bad, decided to make a sandwich out of it, mm-hmm. and build off of that to make this movie. Yep. So yeah, it's it's a tie, and then Star Wars in third for me. All right, just to let you know, I'm gonna keep this running every time we do a bad movie now. Okay. So we will we will then rank it <laughs> compared to the other bad movies. Because now now that we have a group of them, we can now expand on exactly. It. I'm okay with that. All right. So here's what I I wanted to jump to before we close out the show, and that is the X Men franchise going forward. There is still technically one more X Men movie that will be released, and that is the New Mutants. Which is supposed to be more of like a horror genre. Yeah, kind it, of, it's kind not, of it's not really going to follow the same playbook as no the franchise up to this point. But to keep it in line with uh, with taking Game of Thrones actors, uh, Maisie Williams is in that movie, and so we will see how that one actually turns out. Okay, <clears throat> but I I have no doubt that it'll be an okay film. I just don't know when it's actually coming out. I think I think it was supposed to come out this year, but then they decided to like postpone it till next year or something yeah, like that. And I wouldn't doubt whether it be creative differences and or all the buyout stuff going on that might yeah. have postponed it, it a little it, bit. It probably won't do very well at the box office, and that's because it's it's a redundant film at this point. Because Disney owns all of the X Men stuff now, and so it's like they're going to do their own X Men thing at some point in the future. So here's my take for how the uh, the X Men can should be introduced to the MCU. Go for it, because I I have my exact way of how I want to word it, and I feel like you're going to agree, and I hope we're on the same page. Mutants are very very rare. Okay, they they do exist, but they are rare. And Charles has been working this entire time for all for like as long as he's been doing this, using Cerebro and using his powers to make sure that humanity never finds out about it. But when heroes start to show up again, that's like in, in the last like several years and then after the whole snap and everything. It's like now that everything's back, I think that the way you introduce it is that basically he's like, we've been working in the shadows trying to protect humanity, using these gifts to stop other people who have gifts as well and, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you could even have Xavier interacting with uh, um, uh, freaking Nick Fury yeah. and, and Xavier being like, Oh no! It's like Mr. Fury. We've met many times before, ah. and he's just like, "What?" Well, he's like, "I've never met you before," and he's just like, "You know, oh, I wiped your mind." 
Like that could work. And like, you know, kind of like go that route as in these mutants have existed for a while. They've been a team for a, a good little bit, you know, and then like, you know, but they've been working in the background while all of these other people were going on or all these other things were going on because you look at it, even like magic and stuff like that. Magic isn't known to the rest of the world. And yet it is known in the MCU like now because of Dr. Strange. But even then the rest of the world doesn't know that Dr. Strange has magical abilities. Fair enough. They don't even know he exists as far as like the hero thing is concerned. Exactly. You know, but you've got all these other bigger people. You've got people like Thor. Everybody knows Thor is like the God of thunder and like can do all of this crap. Like, or all of these other people have weird abilities. So that's, that's the thing. It's like, if there aren't that many like superpowered people to begin with, as far as like the, the, the current Marvel cinematic universe is concerned, then it, it would be feasible for them to have sort of a secret group of people who work like spies and like do covert actions, just like the X-Men kind of originally did. Okay. I got it. That's my, that's my prediction for what I think should happen. Uh, it, for introducing the X-Men in, that they've they've already been there so there's no point in trying to do like like an overall origin story for the X-Men. Okay, so technically yes, we are on the same page because so I, I keep referring back to and but it's hard not to. I go I always go back to the 90s cartoon. Yeah. I think that it was so popular and so and because of how well done it was mainly because just like you said, we don't you don't you didn't get an origin story for the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean the the first two episodes was a part one and two series, Night of the Sentinels, and you are just introduced to this group of you know mutants from this school or whatever like that. And basically, as you watch the episodes, you just kind of learn stuff about them, and they they'll sprinkle on a little bit of history here throughout, like you know certain episodes, or whatever, especially. You know, if you know, like how Wolverine kind of breaks off and goes away and does his, you know, own thing mm-hmm. and whatnot. But honestly, you know, you don't have a focus on any one person in particular. It is X Men as the X Men and, you know, as the group and whatnot. And yeah. that's what the MCU needs to do is just these are the X Men. They are now in the movies and uh, they'll, you know, get their own movies or we can now put them in other people's movies. And, you know, they are just going to be a part of it they are they don't need like you said they don't need a big introduction or anything like that yeah they've they've already been around and and now they can just be a part of things that unfold as you know different phases of the mcu are created and unfold in the upcoming years Mm -hmm. and that's where they should leave it they nobody you know they don't need to pick any one person individual to get their own spinoff movie or origins thing or whatever like that x-men are a group plain and simple so either you, when they get a movie, it is an X-Men movie with all X-Men not focused on anybody in particular, or if they're in Avengers films and whatnot, they are just as much a part of the scenes and whatnot as yeah. the Avengers are. I, I honestly believe that they don't even they don't need to do an origin story. They could they could do what they did with Spider Man and just be like, Nope, they just exist. Yep. Exactly. Perfect. We're in agreement. So yeah, there all it right. is. I'm happy with that. 
All right, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in to us ripping apart Dark Phoenix. Uh, we do have a lot of fun with with these types of episodes, just because you know we don't have to just like go through the 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 finer points of good filmmaking. It's literally just like, no, this really really sucked. Yeah. Uh, but thank you very much. Please find us on all of our social media stuff. Uh, you know, we we love to interact on Facebook. David loves to post all these different <laughs> articles, and you love to tag me and stuff too, which cracks me up. Well, but, you know, it's like you know, it's. Uh, Especially like anything Kevin Smith related. I mean, the yeah. fact that, you know, Clerks 3 is announced and everything like that. Like, yeah, yes, amazing. Absolutely. It's, like, it's like, oh my God, like there's no way I'm not going to tag you in that. Because... No, and there's no way that we're not seeing that opening <laughs> night. Exactly. So like we're, we're getting tickets and we're going for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but interact with us, please. We we love growing the group and and getting people to talk on there. That's, that's always nice. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to be doing next week. We'll figure it out and we'll tell yeah, That's you. what we do. You know, sometimes we shoot from the hip and whatnot. And, you know, I mean, who knows? I might continue the roll. I know that this was your pick for the week and it was extremely fun. I might continue the ball rolling on it and I might try to find something that was equally as bad recently or even something from, you know, a little bit older and whatnot that we can rip apart. Nice. So we'll see. It'll I be a like surprise it. for everybody. Either way, folks, thanks for listening. And, and uh, you know, if you're going to go out there and watch a movie, don't forget to grab your popcorn. <laughs>